Okay, so hi guys and welcome back to Girl Let Me Tell You. And today we have Jessica. Yes, hello. <laughs> so tell me a little bit, tell me, you know, about your experience in the system. Um my experience in the system has been a rough path. Path. Um, I've been through a lot. I wouldn't say it was the worst, but it's definitely a lot. You know, I hear way worse stories than what I've been through. And I give a shout out to all the girls that's been in worse situations than I have. But my story does start off with home. Everything does come from home, whether your home is a foster home, your actual parents, adopted parents, doesn't matter. It always comes from the place that you think is home. So home was basically rough for me. I was probably about 11, mm, I would say 9 to 11. Me and my mom used to get into arguments. She would hit me. It would be a lot of back and forth. It would get violent, physical um until acs had removed me out of my home um they gave my mom a neglect case and my mom was sent to prison not for a long time probably like three days so she went to jail um and she they gave her a neglect case they sent me to an rtc at 12 years old i never had the chance for a foster home or a group or anything like that i went straight to rtc um, pretty much my life on RTC was, you know, you got to fight for what you want. You got to be there. You got to be strong. And if you show any type of weakness, you were considered a threat. It's always like, oh, if you consider, if you show weakness, there's no way you consider a threat. But the biggest threat you could have was weakness. I was jumped, I was fighting, I was getting into brawls probably every day. Summertime, my whole cottage was on lockdown, couldn't go outside. Um, it was rough. For a 12-year-old, it was really rough. Um, a lot of stuff has happened to me in my lifetime that has turned me into the person that I am now. Over time, I've learned to build a world where I can control my anger. And it is hard. It is nothing that you can do on a one, two, three-day process or even in a week or two. It I don't even I wouldn't even say it takes months. It takes a real big life experience, which I'm going to get into a little bit later, to change you as a person. It takes something big. Sometimes it takes pregnancy for certain people, like a child. Sometimes it takes uh, just the right fight the right hit sometimes it takes a devastating moment maybe a death in a family or something happening to someone so they can realize like okay what you're doing is like enough is enough you know um my experience that made me wake up to say enough is enough is when I was 12 probably 13 um I was sent to prison I did eight months um I stabbed up some kids on my campus and a staff member. It was self-defense, but obviously they're not going to look at it like that. Um, it changed me because I didn't want to be in jail for the rest of my life. I was looking at attempted murder. My charges dropped to assault in a third degree. And I, as a 12, 13-year-old girl, you don't look at jail like, you know, as a place you want to be three meals a day. It's just not something that you want to do. And it traumatized me it made me into a person that not only feared the prison system but it 
turned my anger into something worse than it ever was. And I would say that it was the most traumatizing moment in my entire life because I felt like I had nobody on my side. My mom was the only person that came to visit me. And yes, me and my mom used to get into heavy brawls. But you know what they say, like, your mom is always going to be there for you no matter what. And I know that's not the case with some people, but that was definitely, you know, the case with me. My mom was there every court day. And we lived in Brooklyn. My mom lives in Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn. And she came all the way from Brooklyn to Woodfield. I don't know if you know where that's somewhere. It's kind of upstate by Yonkers. And it's far, you know, with her not having a car, her having to take the bus sometimes. Her car broke down on her once on her way there. So then she had to call AAA. Thing. It was just like a whole bunch. of. And to put my mom through the stress, I saw how it was affecting her. They weren't thinking about stepping me down to NSD. I ended up getting stepped down to NSD. But before this, when I was back inside a lockdown prison, like 16-hour day lockdown, they were not thinking about giving me a step down. They were thinking about sending me upstate to OCFS with the big girls. And a 12-year-old going with the big girls was like, oh, you know, like, that's really a wake-up call. And I was so glad that I had... I wouldn't say the best lawyer because he was a horrible lawyer from the lawyer that I had when I came back to Brooklyn. But I'm blessed to say that I had a lawyer that was able to drop the charges from attempted murder to assault in the third degree. And I mean this with everything in my heart. My direct motive was not to kill that girl. It was not thinking anything about me killing her or anything. I just wanted what was happening on campus to stop. You don't, As a 12-year-old, you don't want to fight all your life you know you don't want to be in situations where you feel like all you can do is fight it is traumatizing it's not only traumatizing but it's the worst feeling ever feeling like you have to defend yourself and it's only you you have to have your back at all times against six seven eight nine ten girls 19 year olds 17 year olds and yeah i was a big 10 12 year old but at 12, you know, you still have the mind of a 12-year-old, even though my body probably didn't look like a 12 I had the mind of a 12-year-old. Like, I used to do kitty things, whispering people's ear, yelling their ear, you know, all types of stuff. Like, um, when I went to jail, I thought about, I never can say I really thought about suicidal, but I did have thoughts like, you know, maybe if I wasn't born or maybe if I wasn't here, this would have never happened to me. Or maybe if I killed myself a long time ago, this would never happen to me. I would have never been in this predicament right now. But God willingly, I am happy. God, thankful, thank to God, I'm happy that I never, you know, did anything like that. And I was able to proceed in life. And it really affected me and it changed me because... When I was younger, I used to think that I could get away with anything. Like, I could literally go smack somebody, steal something from them, steal from a store, anything, get away with it. And it just gave me a wake-up call. Like, you're not going to be young forever. One day you're going to wake up. You're going to be 19. You're going to wonder why, like, the years went by so fast, you know. Um, Now, I'm still currently residing at ACS. I am voluntarily placed. Um... I'm trying to get out of ACS. It is hard, but 
you know, I can go back home. That is an option for me. But home is not for everybody. You understand what I'm saying? Most of my trauma and most of my pain and most of my experiences came with from my mom. Most of my anger came from me living with my mom. And I'm not too sure that I want to experience that again. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stuff happened to me when I was younger that made me feel like it was me against the world. Um, from points where, you know... I got touched and people never believed that I was telling the truth or they just had a thought that I was lying because I was a bad kid and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, imagine with other people that got more than touch go through, you know, and thankfully that it wasn't something way more than what happened, but imagine that it was, and still nobody would have believed me. You understand? I think that since I had a bad history, people used to tell, like, put a bug in my mom's ear, like, oh, don't listen to her, you know, she's not true, whatever, or say, you know, just leave her, just give her up, this, that, and the third. And finally, my mom was like, no, like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. But after a while, she started getting the bug and, hey, okay, if you're not going to give her up, then put her on medication to slow her down. They did have me on medication. They ran, like, a couple tests. I didn't need it. So it was like, okay. They took me off the medication probably in about a week or two. Um, A lot of stuff happened. Like, that's all I can say is that a lot of stuff happened to me in life that I I have more opening up to do. I have more growing and learning. And I just hope that girls all around the world know that there is somebody that you can talk to. You always can have a safe place, whether it's girls vow, whether it's a church or priest, whether it's you going in your bathroom and just like, you know, saying people that don't even believe in God, because at a certain point, I didn't believe in him till now. I to this day, like sometimes I still questioned, you know, is he real? Why doesn't he answer stuff, certain stuff? Why does bad stuff still happen to good people, you know? And like I said, everything is for a reason. Whether you don't see it today or tomorrow, because granted, if I never went to jail that night, what could have happened worse? And if you don't understand, maybe I would have stabbed them, got away with it, and then the next couple of people I would have stabbed accident, I could have killed them. You understand what I'm saying? Like, And it's just like, that was a wake-up call for me. Everybody needs a wake-up call, and that was mine. So I just want people all around the world to know that you do have a voice. And whether it's heard today or tomorrow, it will be able to be heard. Don't ever think because someone says, oh, if you say anything, I'm going to hurt you. Or, oh, you know, that's something that you shouldn't say out to people. That that's what you shouldn't do. If your mind, if you think that something is holding on to you, something has happened to you that you really need to get off your mind, find a safe space that you can speak with that you feel comfortable with. And you may not feel comfortable with everybody, but even if you find a friend and you be like, hey, this is... You don't even have to say me that happens. You could say I'm speaking or asking for a friend and someone can help you get out of a situation that you in. So that's basically what I all want to wrap it together and say that there will be a wake up call for you one day if something if you're doing something that you shouldn't, or even if you're not, even if you mess up one day, you everybody gets a wake up call. Everybody needs a wake up call someday and you're gonna get it. And 
if you want to stop that wake-up call, which I don't think you'll stop a wake-up call, but if you want to try to prevent it or make sure that it's not something as bad as what I went through or what a lot of other people go through, you could try talking to someone before you boil up that anger or that depression or those suicidal thoughts or anything that's happening in your life. You can always speak to anyone. That's what I have to say. Well, thank you for sharing, and I'm glad you're on a better path now. And tune in next time to Girl, Let Me Tell You.